0: And it is also our connection to all that is on an instant level, and really it is a connection to our essence here in this present moment. We are talking today with a clairvoyant and a medium who works in energy healing, vibrational energy therapy, Debbie Anderson is here, and she is going to be taking your questions and also sharing how we can use this vibrational energy therapy in our lives. She's got a program where you can get certified, and it's in her special offer that we will talk about as well. Let's welcome Debbie Anderson to Quantum Conversations. Debbie, hello.
1: Hi, Lauren.
0: I am so pleased to introduce you to our beautiful audience. We love this topic, absolutely, and we're going to hear your story about it. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to sharing and hearing what others want to know, really. That's the best part about this
0: yes you are in communication with spirit and you offer spiritual clarity sessions so we'll Mm -hmm. talk all about that but first we're going to begin with how you came onto the planet and this is a common story a story of shutting down those skills but i first want to hear your story of what you saw what happened when you were that little girl and you saw etheric beings
1: well uh, you know uh, the exciting yet scary part about this and what i love about today in our world that we have access to so much information which when i was a little girl of four years of age my mother didn't and of course there were so many other things to worry about at that time you know she was uh, going through a divorce with my father uh, she had two little twin boys of two years of age and then a daughter of four so we all got bundled to my grandparents house and uh, our new journey began there and that was when I I first saw spirit and I didn't understand at that time that the when the ceiling was opening up and these little ethereal bodies were coming these little light beings were coming and sitting on the end of my grandmother's bed that it was okay they weren't there to harm I just thought they were something I had never seen before and of course mum thought oh you're having a bad nightmare just go back to sleep and so I would have this happen a couple of times and then I think spirit were realising that I was a little bit uh, traumatised by it rather than excited so then they began these conversations with me and I always say that Children that have imaginary friends that are chattering away to themselves or to their dolls or their teddies or their action man heroes are usually having a conversation with spirits. So just listen and step back. That's what I always try and say to parents and grandparents and caregivers that sometimes we can actually learn quite a lot. So they continued that journey with me, just having a chat and, you know, being part of my day to day world. And they continue to be with me uh, through my life, but it was, when I got to my teenage years, I think that there was the phenomena that happened that, uh, you know, uh, I was traveling uh, back from school uh, on the double decker bus on the top on the top level of the double decker bus, which I loved being because you could see everything, you could see down onto everybody and across the tops of the yeah, houses yeah. and stuff like that. So, growing up in England, it was one of those things that it's like, okay, let's let's get the best out of this. So, I'm mm-hmm. sitting there enjoying looking out of the window, and then I see this is this beautiful glowing body there and of course we went to church every sunday so i knew what jesus looked like on the images on the uh on the in the church and so forth and of course i jumped up and said hey hey look there's jesus jesus is down there oh my gosh look there's jesus and of course like any of us traveling on public transport if somebody jumps up and says that we all gradually just move back and look at them in a very strange way Mm -hmm. and uh, of course I sat back down feeling a little bit upset by it and of course there's Jesus smiling back at me and I'm sitting down looking at the floor and going oh well maybe you know I I thought everybody could see this Mm -hmm. (laughs) I assume that they could see it and uh, so of course it got back to my mom and my mom took me to see a psychiatrist and sadly in those days in the 1960s uh, especially in England I don't know so much in North America but then if you were hearing voices you were either psychotic or you needed psychiatric um, assistance in some way and that usually came in the form of a a lovely white jacket that uh, had your hands strapped into and uh, a cushioned room so Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: many people were left there until I think the point that they died very few uh, emerged back out of it because we don't have the same kind of system that we have today where we're a little bit more enlightened and a little bit more in awareness, so i uh I realized that you know this could happen, and Spirit basically said, You know what kid you're going to have to take this on the chin you're just going to have to say you made it all up and of course, I'm having this conversation in my head with them going, But I don't understand, I did see Jesus didn't I, and're, Yes, you did, but you know people here just don't understand it, so i I got a little bit upset with spirit, like, why would you do this to me' <laughs> <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I realised that you know I had to tell my mom, and I said, "Oh, I was just, I was just trying to seek attention. I, you know, growing mm. up in what we were called as a broken home in those days, and we had no father. That I was mm-hmm. just seeking attention as a, as a, a falling teenager that felt uh, that they were not being heard. So, uh, you know, spirit came to me in different ways, and I, I, I think after that it was a case of. I had to get this understanding of why this was happening in this way. Why wasn't it just this straightforward? I could have this conversation like I can today, but of course, it wasn't the right time in our in the history of of uh, the transformations that were going on. But I, I learned as I, I got older that there are times when I could talk about spirit and times when I couldn't. You know, those kind of conversations. Sometimes you go into a room and you want to share something, and then you're like no this is not the right environment so i think that was something that i truly learned at that point in my life that you know it's not always the right moment to share things so it was it was a little bit of a a struggle and i i think people do do still struggle with it these days you know Mm -hmm. uh, people that know me or when i introduce myself now i i don't cower away from the fact of what Mm -hmm. i do You know, if people say, what's your job or what do you do? I say, I'm a clairvoyant medium and that's it. And, of course, either they embrace it or they don't. (laughs) So if they Mm -hmm. don't, end of conversation. That's okay by me. It's no different than, you know, if I meet somebody and they say, oh, I'm a lawyer. And I would go, well, well, that might be interesting, but I really don't want to talk to them about their job. (laughs) At least now I know what they do. you know. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's no different than that. Whereas some people are really curious and some people aren't, so that's okay. But it took a while for me to understand it was okay to share that, and mm-hmm. I think that is a lot to do with the enlightenment that we have today in our world and the acceptance. This change that's going on, this beautiful transformation. Uh, you know, as each stage in history, if we look back, not just in our own lives, but history as a whole, all these different uh, frequencies and changes that have happened. And it's all to our enlightenment and to our growth and all those beautiful things. But in the time when we weren't enlightened, we didn't understand, uh, it became a fear. And I think that's what uh, surrounds everything that in our lives that we don't understand, we don't know. We haven't experienced this before. I always say to somebody, it's like, you know, somebody saying to you, hey, pop this bomb bomb in your mouth. And you go, what's the flavor of it? Is it going to be sweet? Is it going to be... No, just pop it in your mouth. It's okay. And there's that resistance that we have that we go, yeah, but I want to know more before I pop this bonbon in my mouth. Is it going to make me feel good or is it going to make me feel sick? You know, so there's no difference with everything that uh, when it's new that comes in, there's a certain amount of fear because it's not familiar to us. And Mm -hmm. so when something's not familiar like a spiritual journey or a kid hearing voices and things like that it's like we need to know how to deal with this we have to stick a, a label on it or a band-aid on it as i always say so that i think now is changing and transforming in our world with lots of different things you know i can remember the very first time somebody said that uh, they um they were doing reiki or something like that and of course people are like i don't understand this I you know, those kind of things. And, and of course it's like we need to know, we need to find out a little bit more until it resonates with us and then we're okay with it or not. And that's okay too. So hopefully that <laughs> I've not babbled on too much. No,
0: it's, it's beautiful. So okay, here you are as that teenager and you saw Jesus when you were on the bus and yeah. you learned very quickly to really just stop talking about it. What mm-hmm. age were you as a teenager about?
1: Well, I was uh, probably about uh, 12 or 13, so what I call Mm -hmm. that transition, where we're not quite a teenager, but we want to be a teenager. When we talk in, I am 11 and three-quarter years of age. We don't talk like that when we get past Mm
3: -hmm. our teenage
1: years, but at that time, you know, I was eight and three-quarters, or I was uh, 12 years and uh, 11 months, you know. So uh, Mm -hmm. it was in, in around about that time, so the puberty time where... Things were changing around me as a as a, a child anyway. My body was certainly taking a different shape. I was uh, starting to have those women things happen to me. And sorry for any gentleman listening, but, you know, they go through their transformations too. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I would be able to, um, you know, as a child, you know, I'd have a friend that would say, oh, I've got a cracking headache or something like that. And I would just go up to them and somehow put my hand on their head or... You know if something wasn't right you know and they would say i feel much lighter now i feel much easier and i didn't understand what it was but so the healing was there all these things were there but i because i didn't have that um understanding apart from what spirit were telling me I, I couldn't pick up a book and read it all go to like YouTube and see what's on there or read an article or something like that. There wasn't that kind of information around. So that was sort of how it all transpired. So yeah, I I think I was in that 12 to 13 age group uh, that this happened. And I think that was quite scary to my mother, which it would be to any parent. So Yes, and so,
0: yeah, you know, and the programming of society for that age, you know, the 8-year-old girl is totally aware of who she is, and the boy, too, um, very centered with who they are and not giving any of that away. And so there you were in those tender years in adolescence where Mm. you learned very quickly, very quickly to just start changing the story. So how did you come back to then how did that transpire that you're now helping people with spirit communication and you're also a healer too um right, and that's the yeah. vibrational therapy that we're going to talk about but right. how did you bring well, that back around
1: well i had played with tarot decks and and of course in those days again in the uh in the 1970s there wasn't uh internet or anything like that uh, but i had uh, had gone on this this wonderful course learn how to read the tarot and of course, although I've been doing it for many years and giving people readings, I thought, okay, I really want to. I'm in my in my twenties now. I can, you know, I can be okay to do this. There's a there's a workshop on it, uh, but what I was finding was that I was still tuning into spirit without listening to the person that was teaching this wonderful workshop, which I found I struggled with. So I had to keep on trying to uh, make myself listen and disconnect from spirit but when I came to doing the reading when we got to that point of doing readings for each other I was um, I realized I was tapping into spirit but it was the the uh, sort of the uh, the aha moment for me was when I realized that there were other people that did this too we did that workshop so obviously we had all been drawn there in that synchronistic moment to meet each other because what transpired from it was that we started what would be deemed as a spiritual development group in today's society. We got together each week and we would do a meditation. Somebody would read a book or somebody would go on a workshop and then we would share it between ourselves again, way before internet. Everybody's so lucky today, including myself, that we have internet that we can access all this information. So uh, one of the uh, people in our group had said, hey, this is college of metaphysics in Stansted in Essex in England. Uh, I've got some information on it and he had a pamphlet sent to him which was done in those days and he, uh, he shared it with us and I'm like I want to go here so I basically saved up my money and a group of us went along and it was like going home. You know when something just seems so familiar like you've been here before and when I arrived at it was called then the Arthur Findlay College of Metaphysics. And I think it's now changed its name, but it still has the Arthur Findlay part of it. And arriving at this uh, location, which was in the Essex countryside, uh, Sandstead in those days was not a very big um, town or city. And so it was uh, like a large stately home. And we arrived there and uh, started to meet other people of like mind. And it was absolutely wondrous. I got to... Uh, Learn from uh, some of the amazing, great uh, spiritual mediums of those days and healers. And that's all it did at that time was healing and um, mediumship. And then it was like, OK, there are others like me out there. And they're spread across the country and spread across the globe, etc. So there is something in this. And of course, in those days, we communicate back and forth by letter or telephone. And that was the only way we could keep in touch. I love email because I can speak to somebody or communicate with somebody within moments and they can communicate back or ask a question or something like that. So that was sort of the the journey of um, realization. And then after that, it was continuing to just keep connected to the things that spirit were giving me. And of course like anybody uh, that is on this spiritual journey you don't just transition overnight from being uh, a mother or in corporate world or whatever and then just say okay i'm going to open my business it's a gradual transition so i was doing readings for people evenings and weekends and i was doing metaphysical shows and things like that and so there was that sort of one step in both worlds and then there came a time where I I stepped right across. And that was around about the time when I created my first Oracle deck in around about 2010, 2012, that I really had to stop working in what I call my day job and just focus on my spiritual side of things. So it was... Uh, I never do anything with ease and grace so anybody and any of you out there listening that are like me you know I I go kicking and screaming I never just transition into it I as much as I love spirits and I trust in them I still have to have that will prove it to me (laughs) and that's very much my journey that it's been up to thus far so
0: yes Well, thank you for taking that journey. You have been doing readings and working with clients for 35 years now, over 35 years. That qualifies and quantifies you as a bona fide metaphysician. So beautiful. Yes, thank you. Okay, so this healing then, you Um, You call this vibrational energy therapy, and when you're able to just simply put your hands on someone, there's something going on there. So, you you know, you mentioned it as a child, so tell us a little bit more about this.
1: Well, let me just tell you a little bit more about vibrational energy first, because this is where sometimes people... I don't like to lose people along the way, Mm -hmm. right? So without going into quantum physics, which is certainly not my field of expertise, we have to understand that everything in our universal world vibrates and moves. It shifts just like you and me as human beings, and it all vibrates and we all vibrate at our own speed. So for instance, as human beings, we can feel calm, frustrated, happy, sad, angry, and all the other bag of emotions that go into that, and they all vibrate on their own channel. I always say it's like listening into a radio station. Sometimes we find we're tuned into the golden oldies, uh, loving it, and then one day our station feels crackly or not fully connected. Well, that's a bit like us. So like the radio we have to you know tune into that station as you know I grew up in an area where you twiddled the knob and you finally tuned it you just had to gradually move it and then you would catch a station and then you would feel like the sta- the, the signal is clear but then maybe you don't want to be listening to that radio station so you'll then gradually move on to the next one until mm-hmm. so we find that we have connected with the right frequency the right tune tune, the right channel that we want to and that may vary on a day-to-day basis maybe one day i'm going i just want to have some really exciting stuff going on i want to have this uh, radio show with the talk show or maybe i want to have something that's very soothing and calming and maybe that's meditations or symphony music or something like that. So think of that in your field, your energy field. Like sometimes we want to go out and we want to go and party. Okay, and that's okay. They're all different levels, vibrations. And everything, including that table and chair and the walls, all have a frequency which they vibrate in. So uh, when we feel, uh, like sometimes uh, to explain this, Sometimes when we've walked into a room, without knowing anything that's going on in that room, we sometimes get a sense of, wow, this feels great, or, get me out of here, quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, well, that's the vibrations from the other individuals in that situation, in that room, in that moment. And what is happening is it's meeting our energy field, our aura, which can sometimes expand out for miles if we're feeling happy and well and all those kind of things. Or if we're not, we're feeling sad or we're feeling sick, it contracts back in and forms like a blanket coating us. So again, our vibration expands and contracts based on our emotions, our health and so on. So we've got animals, we've got people, we've got plants, we've got trees, innate objects, tables and chairs, your car and so on each emitting its own frequency like sometimes when move, we move into uh, meeting somebody for the very first time we feel like wow haven't we met before <laughs> and I know that sounds like a really old pickup line but it sometimes happens or I get this sense of I know that this person is not somebody I want to be around I feel just yeah, icky and we've all had that and that's when we're picking up from their energy field, their vibration, their energy. So I hope now everybody understands what is meant by vibrational energy in the sort of scientific yet spiritual way. So I hope mm. that makes it a little bit easier.
0: Yes, it does. You know, um, it brings to mind when we go out in public places, uh, yeah. sometimes walking into a room. That's crowded. We can, just, like you said, we can feel it. Oh,
2: and then just
0: to witness it shift, that happened to me just yesterday.
1: Right. And
0: I suddenly just felt like leaving.
1: Yes. Well, you in know? cases like that, I always expand my energy out, like puffing mm-hmm. out my, my. you know, when um, okay. you see a peacock
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then they and they have all their feathers all closed up. But when they push those feathers out and they, it's almost like they fluff themselves out, there's a certain amount of you goes, oh, this is a little bit sort of overpowering here. I think I'm going to just step back because Mm -hmm. they've all of a sudden gone from being very small and easy-looking because their tail was down at the point when they were walking up to you. They were maybe pecking at the ground. And then all of a sudden when that tail goes up and that fan opens up, it's quite phenomenal. And it can be a little bit fearful. So a bit like a swan, when the swan lifts its wings up, we start to move back in a little bit of, of um, okay, what's going to happen next? So when we do that and we expand our energy out, I always say I feel like it's puffing out our cheeks, but what I'm doing is pushing my energy field out as far as I can to basically say, keep away from me. I don't want you in my energy here. Mm. And we can do this just by visualizing, I always say, this golden bubble that surrounds us. And just pushing it out there further and further and further so we don't have to feel, we don't have to experience what crapola or what situation's going on, because it's not ours to embrace.
0: Yes, it is not ours, but it's certainly affecting us if we let it. That's beautiful. You know, I would think to... I would think that most of us, instead of puffing out our energy, we tend to retract it in or draw yes. in the aura. Yeah. There's a difference here, what you're saying though, right? Right. What mm-hmm. I try
1: and share with uh, anybody that's listening that says, oh, I'm empathic and I can't deal mm-hmm. with this energy. I can't, I can't be there. I have a very easy uh, formula that you can do to help stop that happening. Mm -hmm. and it's as simple as when we get into the shower as most of us do on a daily basis we stand there for a couple of moments we take a couple of three cleansing breaths because we do actually hold on to our own cropola. and we can have it in there so we're just breathing out and breathing in fresh clean air and then the water now is starting to cascade across our body maybe over our hair over our shoulders over our arms and our hands and what we're doing then is just keeping a visualization of that water that's coming over us is gold. This beautiful golden color that's just covering our arms, our hands, our head, our feet. Because when we wash ourselves, we tend to touch ourselves. We're moving it around. So what we're doing is moving that golden energy around our body. And it only takes a couple of minutes while we're doing this and of course at the same time you can be putting a shampoo in your hair you can be doing your soap or whatever you do across your body your body scrubbing or whatever it is you're just visualizing this water that's covering you is golden and what gold does it actually protects us it creates like a coating and anything if you have a gold ring or anything that's golden and you look into it it reflects back to you in a distorted way we don't quite see the image, and what it's doing is anything that comes to you that isn't yours to keep, isn't yours to explain, or uh, em- embrace, or emotionally c- uh, connect to, it bounces back out whether it's to the universe, whether it's your person, the situation, or whatever's going on, and then we can live our day to day lives, we cannot feel exhausted, drained. Um, listing, you know, those kind of things that we do when everything's sucked out of us, the life force is sucked out of us. Mm-hmm. I always think to people do this in a conscious way for 30 days. And it doesn't matter whether you shower in the morning or you shower in the evening or whenever, it's When we're doing this, we can feel the water touching us, so it makes it more of a resonance. But you can do it if you stand there, or you're sitting there, to visualize golden water pouring over you. I always say to people, in sometimes we need what I call a top-up. I've gone into a toxic situation that day, and I'm coming out and I'm feeling a little bit limp, (laughs) as Mm. I always call it, spiritually limp. Mm-hmm. So, I just close my eyes for a moment and visualize myself diving into that pool of golden water, splashing around, letting it cover me, floating there, and just being there and Then I can open my eyes and get back on with my work and What happens is after we 've done that for thirty days, we can stand in in the shower there now it becomes an unconscious connection, and we it just happens we don 't have to think about it we don 't have to consciously be in our awareness. Okay, I'm coating myself gold, and it's such a simple process. And so many people said how much it's helped them in their day-to-day lives, and not having to uh, experience things in the way that empaths and sometimes we do as sensitives, we can pick up that, and especially healers as well. You don't want to be taking on all the stuff from everybody else and then making it yours. You certainly don't want to be doing that. No. So. Mm. so this is where I sort of started to work with the, the vibration of energy and create it into a therapy as well. So it incorporates this vibrational energy therapy that I've created. It incorporates touch, sound, and color. And it can be administered. <laughs> I don't know the, the therapy is uh, administered, if you like, in five minutes. It's a simple, effective way to recalibrate the meridians in our body. It's like having a spiritual cleanse without a physical purge and so sorry so how this happens is the therapist is touching, tapping our aura or our, gen- our energy field and it's around the person using six different movements and it's just working on the upper body, the head, the hands and the arms because it's only five minutes long and it's only a sequence of gentle touch it allows the energy field to clear like it could be you could be feeling foggy and it sort of jump-starts it giving them that boost of energy or that clearing that they need and as you said yes it works perfectly on young children because they don't like to sit through a lengthy progress process at all it's like how I'm just gonna take usually with small children and as I shared with you uh, when we were talking earlier um, some years ago when I was teaching this, I was uh, got the pleasure of staying with a family and the little boy was not feeling too well. And he was usually a bouncy kind of child, spiritually attuned, but didn't like anything that took time, as young children don't. And I said, well, it's going to take five minutes. And he said, okay, then you can try it. And afterwards, I, his mother could see... The change in his energy, because she was an energy worker, she could see the change in his energy. And he was having what I call a a physical sick reaction to something. So we've all had that, what I call a tummy um, upset that is not coming out anywhere. It's just we feel that sicky feeling. And that's what he was feeling. So he looked a bit gray and he wasn't very lethargic. And so I uh, did the work on him. And afterwards, of course, he had lots of questions because he was interested, but the thing that he said to me is, that didn't take long, and I feel really much better than I did, and Mm -hmm. his mother could see this transformation in his energy, I could see the transformation in his energy, and it was just through this sequence of five minutes, just gentle tapping um, movements on different radian points in his body that actually helped him. And, you know, I always say it's like having a mini tune-up. It, you know, people say, what does it work on? And I said, whatever the person needs to have shifted and changed. And, again, if people are aware of that, we ha- those people that know about auras and they know about chakras and things like that, and people always think that we just have these chakras going through at the center of our body. But if you look at an acupressure chart, you will see that there are meridian dots across our whole body that's why some people are doing reflexology can touch our feet or our hand and shift something to do with our head or our ear or our our heart or something like that so this is a similar um, not similar I should say a different way of doing it and because it's only a five minute technique it's it's absolutely perfect for those that haven't got what I call the uh, stamina to go through a process
0: yes and well for five minutes what a beautiful technique it's technology it's healing technology working with the meridians of our body now you're Mm -hmm. teaching this you certify healers uh, for this in an online course actually it's part of our special offer it's a beautiful package there it is incredibly affordable for people to add this as a modality. And so the meridians, let's talk a little bit about this. And you said um, not only is it recalibrating the meridians, right? right? The tapping is moving energy. There's something about the energy of thought or other people's energy mm. that actually comes into our field. And if it's in our aura, then it starts to affect the meridians. Is this what's going on here? Can you explain it?
1: Well, the the, the thing about it is, this is what I say to the therapist, you don't have to know what is going on with this person's body, Beautiful. and what it is that's happening there, because if if you believe in the um, that our body can heal itself, that concept it is very much so, and what this vibrational energy therapy is doing it's combining this tapping so while this is happening the client is sitting there and they're just listening to this beautiful um satyr music that is going on that is just being played and at the end of it it incorporates color where everybody sees a color at the end of the therapy And it's quite amazing so what the tapping is doing when uh, the therapist is working on the body is it's basically the tapping is going hey wake up in there let's get you going what's going on and that's what that tapping is is a sequence of three taps and then the the energy is moved down whichever part of the body. And as I say, they're just working when, uh, the therapist is working on, with vibrational energy therapy, is working on the, the shoulders, the back, the hands, the arms and the head area. And they're the only focus. So it's the solid part of us. Because once we start to tap and wake up that energy and then we send it down the body or up the body to get that movement going then the meridians kick in those chakras start to kick in and then they just start moving and worrying and they'll move to what needs to be done so we don't have to worry is the heart chakra the one that needs to balance here? because it just does it itself once we get the uh, the tapping and the movement going on what happens is that um, generates a vibration through the body going okay We need to get this going again. If you think of a clock or a watch and there's all those little wheels and cogs and everything in there, And when you take them all out and lay them on a table or something like that, which I've seen in the watchmakers. And I'm going back a bit here now because a lot of people have digital clocks and watches these days. But in the old days when they had all these watches, they would take all those little pieces out. And those tiny little cogs and wheels would all interconnect. So one would set off something with the other and the next one and the next one and the next one to actually get that clock moving, your watch moving. And that's a similar way of uh, the way I try to explain it to people. This is what's happening with your body. You're tapping on that particular point, which is sending this signal to the next part. And then it starts to get the little cogs whirring, and then it moves on to the next part, and so on and so on. So it actually moves itself right the way through the body.
0: Mm. Okay, thank you for explaining that. I love that we don't really need to know what's going on. It really is energy moving. Energy moving. And so, when you've worked with people who do this, what are some of the wow testimonials or experiences that people have had?
1: Yeah, the um, again, it's usually uh, after I've been working with. Uh, I always say to uh, therapists that have uh, been doing this, I go away and then share the stories because they're in the what I call the wow state. When I teach this, is a live class uh the therapists work on the um the people attending the class work on each other. And of course generally they're people that have either do Reiki or some form of healing or they're interested in doing some healing. So a lot of people would do this course and add on to an existing therapy that they usually are doing themselves or they can do it as a standalone. It it it's entirely up to the individual. And uh you know I love getting those emails where somebody has shared well, my, um, son who, um, teenage son who works, uh, uh, at a store and, you know, they've been out on a, a drinking binge or a party the night before and woken up with a hangover and say, come on, mum, you need to fix me. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll because it's five minutes, and they'll do all this moving and changing, and the shifting of the energy, and then it's sort of, like they, the hangover's gone, or the the feeling of le, uh, lethargy is gone. So they're able to actually get on and do this, and um, not feel that it's um, too difficult. And of course, when uh, some people have said, "Well, I," you know, the person. Because it's a very 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 gentle touch and this is something before uh, the therapist does before they start working on the client is to just show them this is how uh, it's going to feel is that okay with you and then on occasions where uh, clients say you know I really cannot have the touch on you especially if somebody's going through chemo or something like that the skin is very very sensitive It's very, it's almost like a a burning sensation if somebody hugs them or kisses them or something like that. So then the therapist can actually work on the outer field, because as we've just explained at the beginning, our energy is moving out, so we don't actually have to touch the skin. So this is a wonderful, again, when I hear of people that are cancer patients that are having this, and it helps to help the sleep, or it makes them feel that they want to eat or something like that. And as I say, it works on everybody in whatever way that person's energy field needs it.
0: Well, it sounds fascinating. And I am wondering if people can do this on themselves or is it best to have someone do it for you? Like if you get trained in it, can you do it yourself or can you reach...
1: yeah, you can't, and that's that's the only downfall in this particular modality, so that's why I always say to people, uh, teach your husband how to do it, <laughs> or your daughter, or a friend, or something like that, they don't have to be certified, but then they can do this on you, but that's mm-hmm. the only downfall with this particular uh, energy therapy, this vibrational energy, it has to, you can't do it on yourself. Now I've, I've had a couple of, uh, therapists have said, well, I sat there listening to the music and I've put myself into that, um, energy field, that vortex, if you like, where I'm visualizing that I'm tapping on those different points and doing that work. And it has worked in that way, but Mm -hmm. whether it's something that just some energy workers love to do it that way and have made it work but it is a, it is usually working one on another so anybody that's hopeful that they can do it on themselves and if you're a really good visualizer then i would say yes you could you could see yourself doing this to yourself as if you were standing behind you and actually making this happen
0: okay good very good well you have a training course on this and that training course is all online and it's for people to learn this technique so share with us about everything that's involved because for what you get certified in this being able to use this that's a very good tool for a very great price so what goes on with this training
1: well the online training is nine video lessons which they take you step by step through the training. There's a downloadable manual so that you can also see it if, you know, some people are what I call physical <laughs> and they like to have a tangible something that they can go through and look at. And yes. again, it takes you through exactly like the videos step by step through it. There's a downloadable color analysis guide because as I said, at the end of each um, session, the client is invited to see a color And they always do, even the people that I know that are very much, they can't see or sense this, you know, they'll just say, well, the color that comes to mind is gray or blue or yellow or whatever. So there's this wonderful color analysis guide that the, you give to the client to read to allow it to resonate with them. There's also the downloadable link for the journey of, vibrational journey of sound CD, which is my voice set to music which is working on a theta level. So a theta level just takes us into that consciousness, which is just above sleep state. And that allows the the person to, without even knowing it, to be connecting. And then upon completion, you get the uh, vibrational energy therapist diploma and email support from me. So if people have questions uh, during uh, the, the uh, course and or have an experience that they wanted to share or ask about, I'm there with email support as well. And as I said, it can be uh, used for as a standalone treatment or can be used as an add-on to therapies. A lot of people that have taken this course do Reiki or hands-on healing or access bars or something like that. And they've added it on so that they give their client to something extra at the end, a little um, an additional tune-up, as it were. And some people love this very, very much because here's the tools that you need. If you're if you're somebody that does uh, home shows or goes to metaphysical shows or things like that, you know, uh, you haven't got to take a lot along with you. You just need a stool or a chair without arms on it. Somewhere where you can um, play the music, um, you know, I have mine on my phone now, so I don't even have to worry about it, I've got my phone with me, and then I just, you know, put the music on and let it play, and the the colour guide, and then the person sits mm-hmm. there, and so you haven't got all, masses of things that you've got to um, cart around with you if you're somebody that likes to go do treatments in people's homes, or, uh, you know, if you're at one of these, um, a spiritual affairs or a holistic wellness show or something like that it's such an easy technique and you know i always find if i'm at a show like that and i'm doing uh treatments for people i get a lot of uh other people that are there that are uh, have a booth or something like that saying, oh debbie can you just do a quick top up on me i'm feeling a little bit drained at the moment or i'm feeling a little bit tired or i, I can feel a headache coming on because of the light in the room or something like that, and it just helps them to uh, clear, so it works in so many wonderful ways.
0: Yes. Wonderful ways, and I love that as we use this modality for those who, you know, there's nurses out there using this on people they come across. There's healing healers and um, people that do body work, and we can do this, plus we can do it in our own life. so thank you. Those stories and experiences will shape this as truth and actually... Um, bring it forward even more, wouldn't you say as we started out the show that, you know, you can say that you're a clairvoyant and people would either say, oh, that sounds interesting or, oh, it's not. Wouldn't you say that more people are definitely interested in that these days?
1: Uh, I still say it's about a a Uh
0: 60-40,
1: depending upon where I am. And, you know, I might be out playing a game of golf or something like that. If I'm in a metaphysical store, or if I'm in that environment, yes, yes. <laughs> 100%. Somebody is, you know, usually comes up to me and says, "What are you seeing?" or "What are you reading of me?" or anything like that, something like that. So, but if I'm out, say I'm, uh, you know, playing a game of golf, and my husband and I like to go and. go from time to time or in an environment we've gone out to dinner uh, a dinner party or something like that and people don't know who I am or what who he is you know when that conversation comes up you know sometimes it could be like you know finding out somebody's a proctologist do I want to continue this conversation or not you know (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) you can read it
1: more and more Resonance, I think the people that are what I call the disbelievers or the non-believers usually will make a joke about it and say, oh, well, you know, as a clairvoyant, you should have seen we were having this meeting or something like that. And that's fun, too, because it, it shows us sort of an openness there. And maybe mm-hmm. they don't understand, maybe they're a little bit scared or that kind of thing. And, you know, one of these days I said, I am going to do this to somebody and I will get probably in a lot of trouble from spirit. I am going to go up to them and, you know, the person that says, so uh what's going on? What do you see in me? Or you must see something. I'm going to go, yes, I do. But you don't want to know. <laughs>
0: ah.
2: In a joking
1: kind of way. Yes. We, we don't see in that way. Not in, in that. But I just think maybe to stop. Sometimes people like to try and have a little bit more too fun. Too much fun at my expense and I don't mind, I'll, I'll let it ride to a certain extent and then sometimes as we have to do, we have to nip it in the bud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we are going to take some questions, that's a fun part of our show today.
1: Right. Oh, I want to
0: talk first, yeah, let's talk first though, you do special um, sessions with people, spiritual clarity, vibrational energy, spiritual clarity sessions yeah. and this really helps people Um, tune into their inner guru and their guides to get clarity Mm. on their purpose and their mission can you talk a little bit about what that session is like
1: yes well it's usually a 30 minute and it's done via skype and the reason i like to do it by skype is because people like visual. I can do it by phone. Please don't, you know, anybody say, oh, I haven't got Skype or I can do it through Zoom or something like that. But what I find here, sometimes in life, when things aren't absolutely clear, they're not uh, tangible, we're not quite sure about something. Usually, we do have the answers already, but sometimes we need that little shift or push or um, the clarity that comes in us But sometimes it needs to come out. So if anybody's interested in that, don't assume you're just going to sit there and I do all the talking. Because I don't. Because I get you to answer some questions or set some questions that I send to them, the person. And they have to do their own homework before we actually meet. And the reason I do that is so that you can set into motion the things that you need to know things that are coming up from you. And then that way I can look into that a little bit further with you from an outsider position and, of course, with the assistance of spirit, because I don't do this alone. I do it with their help. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then that way it helps us to connect and get into our spiritual intention, what we need to do, those little tweaks and minor um, shifts that we sometimes need to do.
0: Yes, beautiful. It's wonderful to have someone there to help us through that and facilitate it. Okay, well, that special offer, of course, is here on this webpage uh, at acoustichealth.com. You can click on that and see that beautiful offer with a online training course and a personal spiritual clarity session. There's also a quick link. That quick link is bit.ly so that's bit.ly slash Special. bit.ly slash Special and you'll be able to get there to Debbie Special offer. Okay, well let's go and take questions. If you are on the phone, star two will allow you to raise your hand. There's also a Q&A box on this webpage. Let's go up to, it looks like Tennessee, uh, area code 931. Hello, caller. You are unmuted. Tell us your name, please. Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Do you have a question for Debbie?
2: Um, well, I don't know exactly what she can, what kind of question are we supposed to ask? Because I don't know what what's available
0: you know what I mean I don't know if she's able to do you know mediumship or what what what's available okay so Debbie what kind of question would you like um helping to assist in spiritual clarity or if you can see anything or assist them in a shift in any way
1: we can certainly try that in uh whatever way or if you have questions about the uh the workshop so uh Go ahead, Michelle, and uh, let's see what, what happens, what transpires.
0: Um, wow, I'm drawing the blank. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm not so, sure what to ask. Yeah.
1: All right, well, let me just okay. see what. I'm going to draw a card here, and I have okay, a vibrational entity Oracle deck, and I just want to see uh, what the card is and what the connection is because I'm getting a sense here uh, that... The card that actually I pulled is Abundant Blessings. And I think that's something you need to hear. Something that you haven't heard for a long time. You haven't heard somebody say how good you are or how great you are or this is going to work out. I get the sense that that's something that in your life at the moment is lacking. And I know spirit don't want it to be lacking. And I know you've made some shifts and changes. We all do. And some at the moment you're wondering whether you did the right thing. And I'm hearing from Spirit, yes, you did. It's just taking a little, little longer than you anticipated for you to be feeling good about it. So here's what abundant blessings is about. We don't have to be, you know, people talk about abundance and they assume it's like lots of money falling into their lap. But this is actually uh, more about gratitude. And you know all about gratitude because I know you share it. Sometimes people aren't sharing that back with you. And that's what I get the sense at the moment. It's not happening. So you're feeling depleted in your energy and you're feeling like there's something missing. What have I done wrong? What haven't I not done? You know, we've all done it. Okay, we've been there. So, and for anybody else who's listening, if you're feeling this too, Every day I go, I spend a bit of time before I go to sleep at night in gratitude for what has happened or not happened to me that day. And sometimes the not what happening to me could be, oh, the car that nearly cut me off. Well, it could have hit me, but thankfully it didn't. And you know how to do this. You've, you've offered gratitude and support and love to everybody else. So now you need to add it to yourself to do this for yourself. So by being in gratitude, what that does is it reconnects you. It helps you in your abundance. Okay. Hopefully that, that makes a little bit of sense you, yes. this one. Okay. Oh, yeah. It
2: makes a lot of sense.
1: Thank you so much. You're welcome. And please, will you stop beating yourself up? Self-flagellation is not a nice tool to use. Okay? When you're feeling yes, that I- way, just let it go. Just say, oh, you know, what? okay, I am not perfect. And truly, I'm not perfect. I screw up. I say the F word. Okay? That's a human part of us. But don't beat yourself up on it. Just say, you know, it happened. I'm moving forward. So I said the wrong thing. It happened. I'm moving forward. I love myself. I forgive myself. It's okay. So please do that for yourself. Because you're holding, like we all do, onto things you don't need to. Okay, you don't need to beat yourself up on this. Okay, hon. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Blessings, to everyone. Blessings to you.
0: Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. thank you. Okay, beautiful. All right, let's let's go for one more caller here. Let's go up to um, area code nine zero two. Hi,
3: caller. Hi, uh, Lo, uh Lorraine and I, um, um uh, well, excuse me. Debbie, that's okay. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, What's your name? It, my name is Carmen. Hi,
0: I, Carmen. Hi, Carmen.
3: I think we met each other. You come in, in Prince Edward Island, uh, many Oh, right. Yes, yeah. okay,
1: yeah.
3: Mystical, mystical channeling that I take the card from you, vibrational energy. Oh. And I'm so glad and thank you, uh, Laurent, to invite her. But I'm so happy to hear from you, and uh, you, you quite a lot of uh, you make a lot of uh, uh, you know things in your life, and uh, it's it's amazing when I listened what you said. Oh,
1: thank you thank very you much. For
3: and um, I want to ask you something if you can tell me because I'm a. Um, I'm, I do healing also. I'm a medium, I hypnotherapist, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I have an interview with uh, the uh, the 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 guy who was helping uh, Lady Diana, and um, he said to me that um, the um, the violet flame, and, you know, this um, um uh, uh, well. Excuse me, my word in English is not That's very okay. uh okay. I'll I'll with Saint Germain. Do you know Saint Germain?
1: Saint Germain, I've heard of that.
3: Yeah, and um he wanna work with me. So I think it's a good thing. What did you do you have something
1: to say about that that I'm, go- well, that I'm okay, gonna Okay. Well- Let me let me share with you because while you were talking I asked Spirit, okay, you know what she needs here (laughs) and whether we got a language barrier or not, it doesn't matter. So I got I was starting to shuffle the cards and the card that came out is an open book. So I get the sense here this is a new journey for you. And whether there's a book at the end of it that you're going to write, or there's something that you're going to be doing that needs to be written down, I'm not sure, but I do get the sense it's going to be an open journey for you. And the even though the pathway is not set in stone, you understand what I mean by that? No. Okay, so sometimes when, um, okay, uh, we may go for a job. And here's a contract that we sign that gives you everything in black and white, telling us what our duties are, what's going to happen, how we're going to get paid, and all those kind of things.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: At the moment, that's not set in black and white. Okay, so it's not set in stone. So Mm -hmm. don't make that a hurdle for moving forward, because I think this person that you're going to be working with, and it's not just one person, there's going to be other people coming in and working with you as well. So I get the sense that they're also trying to say, how is this going to work? How can we do this? What can we do? So I get the sense this will be something that the uh, two of you, and there's going to be a third person involved, the three of you, will be working on together to formulate something. But you're going enjoy, and it's It's always, you've always moved towards the light. You've never moved away from the light. Even in those darkest points in your life, you've never moved away from it. You've always had that, if you like, I always say like the carrot dangling in front of you that you're walking towards. And I get the sense with whatever this is at the moment, it's not going to be instant. Okay, so it's not going to happen overnight, but it is going to happen and it's going to transform and, be created in a way that you'll be creating it together. Okay. Okay?
3: I hope it's going to help my financial situation.
1: (laughs) You're not going to get an instant fix, okay? You understand that, what I mean, an instant fix. Okay. All right. But here's the thing. Your financial side of things is not your concern at the moment. No, I don't mean that as a dismissive way of saying it, but Spirit is saying it's not of concern. They've always provided for you. So focus on what this can be and what this transpires to be. And, you know, I've been there myself where it's a case of, okay, I've got to invest some money to get this or I've got to uh, buy something to get the next thing. But I can't afford it. If I put all my money in this, what if it doesn't go right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I understand, I've been there, and I am somebody, as I said at the beginning, sometimes I go kicking and screaming, never <laughs> usually, with ease and grace, okay, so you don't have to be like that. You're a cautious person, that's okay, that's a humanness of us, mm-hmm. but it's not going to give you instant financial returns, so be aware of that, but mm-hmm. this is a great journey you're going on, and as I say, the book is there, it's open. So whether that's you being in openness to receive and see what happens, or something to do with a book or something that's going to be happening along the line.
3: Mhm. Okay. I thank you very much for that. Thank you for
1: letting me work with you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was remember that. That's why I said this is the same Debbie.
1: <laughs> oh well, that's lovely. Thank you very much. I feel very honoured.
3: Thank you very much to answer my things, and thank you, Lorraine, to invite her. I really appreciate your show, Lorraine. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you,
0: Carmen. Isn't it a small world? It's amazing. (laughs) I love that.
1: I feel very honored and blessed when people say, oh, I met you or I've seen you or something (laughs) like that, and so thank you, Carmen, for remembering me. I really appreciate that, so thank you.
0: Yes, that's so amazing. Okay. Well, you know, one of the things that you've given us some great tips today, like showering and the golden water and puffing mm-hmm. up our energy to really um, keep our energy strong in situations out in public, what else mm-hmm. can we do to raise our vibration and shift our vibration? Do you have a couple of extra Absolutely. suggestions? Okay. First of
1: all, think about... Um, what you are bringing to the table. And I have to say this to people, we attract what we put out. So here's your energy going out. And it says, use me. Or bring me money. (laughs) Or I always attract negative people. Well, if you keep saying, all I ever attract is negative people, that's what you're putting out there. Of course, they're going to come back to you. Because you're saying, that's what I attract. So one of the first things we can do is surround ourselves with positive people, situations, stay away from what I call spiritual loopers. As I said earlier, be in gratitude. And sometimes it's for what we don't have in our life. Remember that you know, story from years ago, you know, walking a mile in another's moccasins? Well every day I you know, as I said, I go to sleep before I go to sleep. I thank I'm thankful for the things that I haven't got as well as what I have got given to me. And if you're constantly attracting the law of the garbage truck, as I call it, you know, the negative people, the loopers or whatever, then you've got to let go of the garbage. Cut and run if you like. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Drop off the garbage. You don't have to carry it. And what I mean by the law of the garbage truck, we start off the day we're driving to work or going, and then we miss the bus or we somebody cuts us off, and we take that with us. So we throw it in the back of the garbage truck. We go on to the next situation. So we stub our toe, and then we throw that in the back of the garbage truck. And then we get to the water cooler, and it's empty, and we can't get the water. And we can keep building on that and building on that and throwing all that crapola into the back of that garbage truck until in the end of the day we're hardly moving because we've got so much junk in there well like the garbage truck it has to be emptied okay so don't take it with you and don't take <laughs> everybody else's garbage and throw it in the back there you know uh, life is 10% of what you make it and 90% of how you take it so have a garbage free day Surround yourself with positive people. Step away from the negative Nellies or Nigels and don't have them in your world because we, the only thing we own, I, th- I think it's was something somebody said to me years ago, the only thing that you own is your thoughts. And if you want to keep thinking negative things, and continue doing it or change that, shift it. Okay, I mm-hmm. hope that helps.
0: Yes, the only thing you own is your thoughts. Yes. Write that down and remember that. Okay, beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Thank um, you. We have a question coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, there's one from Angela, but she has her hands raised. So Angela, okay. you are unmuted. Good. Hello.
2: Hi
0: Lauren.
1: Hi. Hi, Hi Angela.
2: Hello. Um, I'm calling, so a lot of messages have been coming through for me to really tune in to my inner being, and I have to say it's been a struggle. Okay. So I wonder if you have any general advice. Yeah,
1: I definitely do. Uh, are you able to sit and meditate? Is that something you're able to do with ease and grace? Mm, ease and grace would be a stretch, but I can do it. Okay, well, here's the thing, and this is for anybody else that's listening as well. Meditation doesn't have to be an arduous journey. Meditation can be going for a walk in nature. Paddling in water. For me, water is my my soother, if you like. So if I sit at the edge of um, a a lake or something like that, or paddle in the ocean, it's almost like a calming, and it's like a, a resonance which takes me into other vortexes, as I always say, within my mind. It opens up things for me. So I always say, walk in nature, even if you can't go in the winter time, sit in a car and look at nature. Or lay on the grass, look at the clouds. That is a form of meditation. Don't do it for more than five minutes to start with, <laughs> because otherwise you'll be fighting it all the, step, all the way. And if you can do it every single day, great. And if you can't, don't beat yourself up on it. As I said to the other lady, self-flagellation doesn't look good on us. When you do, set an intention, okay? So if you're somebody that can listen to a meditation CD or something like that, listen to it. If you're somebody that wants to get some answers, so yours may be something like, how can I connect more with my spirit guide? How do I know who my angel is? Send me a sign. And then we have to be open to those signs and messages coming through. And you understand what I mean by that. That can be sometimes, uh, you know, I'll give an example. Uh, I was driving uh, along to a workshop that I was going to be hosting locally. And there was a, a traffic holdup. And I thought, okay, I've got plenty of time. Don't stress it. And I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, a person's name came to mind. I just got the thought of this particular person. And they're in Australia. And I thought, well, that seems very strange. I wonder why I I thought of that. And I looked inside of me, and then I saw a, a, a truck with a kangaroo on the back. So I thought, okay, spirit are really trying to get me to listen to this now. So not knowing what that was, when I got home, I messaged her, and I said, okay, what's going on? Is everything good? I hope so. If not, let me know. And she came back and she said, "Well, I'm going through some this and that and all the rest of it." So that's how we get that connection. That's how we can make it. We just have to put the jigsaw pieces together. So when we get a feeling, a sense, or uh, you know, we think of somebody's name or we think of somebody or think of something, follow that thread, find the next next piece of the jigsaw and put it together. And sometimes it'll come in one in one go, and sometimes it may come over a couple of days. But when we're open and receptive to it, I always say it's like the adventure. You're not quite sure what you're going to see and when you're going to see it. But when we have our our eyes and heart open, then it becomes more uh, more and more easier. And I have to say to you, the more you do this, and anybody that's listening, the more you do this, the easier it becomes. So I'm hopeful that helps a little bit.
2: Yeah, and what I also heard was patience.
1: Ah, not one of my greatest virtues, I have to say. I'm with you with that. It's like, I want it and I want it now. (laughs) So you're not alone there. But spirits don't work on the same 24-hour system that we have. Okay, so when sometimes spirits say, it's coming soon, soon to them is not like us, I want fries with it in a nanosecond. It may be a day, a week, or whatever. And usually at that point... If I'm not getting anything and Spirit has said it's coming soon, I'll ask. I say, okay, uh, have I missed something? Can you send me that again? Uh, is there something I should still be doing? Is there something, you know, so I probably am the person that questions Spirit quite a lot. And, uh, for my guides and helpers, I think they're the ones that get sent to the, uh, the Debbie's questioning school because she's always constantly asking questions. So don't be afraid to ask questions of Spirit. Okay. Okay, <laughs> and I, It isn't all um, laid out in black and white. But the biggest thing for us as human beings is we're energy first and a human being second. But in this incarnation, we're a human being. And as a human being, we are full of emotions. The happy, the sad, the good, the bad, and all the rest of it. So sometimes we have to keep those in control. And what I mean by that is Uh, If we're feeling a happy moment, then go with it. And if we're feeling that sad moment, connect to it, understand it. Why was it sent to me? Was there something I missed here? Is it to do with me? Is it to do with somebody else? Especially as as, a sensitive. Use the gold if you're um, uh, an empath and sensitive, because that really does help you not being bombarded throughout the day. It still means that spirit can send you the messages, but it doesn't mean that you're picking up everybody else's toxicity or things that are going on that are not yours to take on board. Can but I ask one more thing? Yeah, a and, and journal. Write down what you get, even if you think at the time, this makes no sense whatsoever. Because yeah, exactly. I'm telling you that sometimes when we have to put the jigsaw puzzle together.
2: With karmic stuff, and I say this kind of not really clear on even what the word karmic completely mm-hmm. means, but I say it in reference to Ancestors, your analogy of the garbage truck was like hilarious to me because my family were
1: garbage collectors. Oh, mine too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your name's not it Anderson, does. by any chance? It. No, I'm kidding.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the U.S. are Italian, so oh, uh, we well, did collect garbage. Yeah, but it, just this like idea, this concept that we uh, we take our ancestors history into our DNA, and a lot of the work I do is clearing that. Mm-hmm. So do you have
1: anything to say about that? Yeah, of course. You chose your parents. I chose my parents. We all chose our parents. And I must admit, there are times when I've gone back and said, can I please read the small print again? Because I think this was wrong. We chose them for the things that we wanted to learn and understand and uh, experience. OK, as we do with the uh, other people that come and go in our lives, whether they're there for, a, a, as I always say, a reason, a season or a lifetime. So with that, we don't have to continue that. So if we've been brought up in an abusive, physical abusive family, we don't have to become the abuser to carry on that strain, that carry on that DNA, that line. Maybe that's what we've been put there for, to change that, to balance the books to shift something over, to transform it into something better. And I have to say to you, Han, I don't know how close you are to your family, but I had to cut ties with certain members in my family because the strain of trying to um, keep in my vibration when in theirs became way too much for me. And so I've let them go with love, I wish them well, but I don't have to endure them. Okay, so hopefully that makes a little bit more sense. We are here for our own journey. Yes, we chose our family. Yes, we chose the situations that we wanted to experience. And one of the things that I've always said to people is what my parents didn't give me, who have made me who I am today. And I know that might sounds weird or strange or anything, but if you think about The things that you didn't get from your family, whether it was love, whether it was money, whether it was patience or all those other things, they're the things that we can give to ourselves because we recognize that they're not in our life. So we can give them to ourselves. We can make them happen. We can transform that for ourselves. So hopefully that's not confused the issue.
2: Oh, it didn't, no. I was also curious if that pattern could be like, if you could put gold on it, like you put gold in your energy field when you're around sensitive to, you see a pattern coming in from your ancestors and you're just, you just put gold on it.
1: Absolutely, yes. It, send them away with love. And I always say that even to the person that's done the hardest, most painful, most spiteful thing to you in your life. Because when you can uh, un- unconditionally release them with love, And I can tell you with some of the people that have come into my realms, my life, you know, people go, how can you forgive that person? How can you? I I said, because if I don't, they're in my garbage truck. I'm carrying them with me. The divorce, the, the, the bad job, the bad friendship, the person that's taking money away from you, the person that's raped you, or whatever it is, if you cannot forgive them let them go unconditionally with love, then you carry that. And you don't have to carry that. And you know, spirit don't want us, they're not, we're not here to suffer. And although some people say, yeah, but my life is this, it's that, and all the rest of it. They don't want us to suffer. It's how we take that emotion, how we take that situation. And I would say to people you can either be a victim or a victor. And if you look at the word victim, the difference between the word victor is I am a victim or I'm not. Victim, victor. or I can change this. I can shift this. I can make it happen. And I always say out of something bad always comes something great, something good, something amazing. Because of us as an individual. And, yeah, bad things do happen to us, to others, our world, and so forth. But we can shift and change that. So I hope that helps, too. It does. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. Well, I wanted to share this comment that came in from Michelle. Michelle, she was one that you spoke with at first. Oh, right, yes. And she said that that message Debbie gave was very helpful and timely. I was fighting back tears, and thanks for all the great tools, love and gratitude.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Michelle. And I am so blessed that she was able to get through and get that message.
0: Yes, so beautiful. Great. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you so much for your time today. Debbie, I want to give you a moment to thank you, to thank you for being here, for sharing these tools, for walking on your journey for knowing that so deeply in your heart that you stepped into it fully. That really is the name of the game here. And now you're helping people in such a beautiful, beautiful way. Would you like to share anything as we say goodbye and close our sacred circle?
1: Yes. Um, Check in on yourself, your soul being. And I know that sounds strange, but the more we listen to our inner self, the more we tune in on our journey. Move away from the trolls, the naysayers, the negative Nellies that surround you. And surround yourself with positive but practical people. You don't need people that are just going to be yes men around you or yes women. And every day is about living in that any given moment, that now, that synchronicity that spirit regularly offers up to us. You know, we don't have to go around beating our heads, beating ourselves over the head with a wooden mallet. They don't want that. Experience the human side with laughter, sadness, love, sorrow, and everything else in between. And if something doesn't work for you, then move away from it. But Take the nuggets that will help you and leave the rest behind. Most of all, I suppose, be real. What I mean, that is, step out of your ego or fear and step into the spiritual essence of who you truly are. Only when we are there, that we're whole. Keep your dreams real. Does so someone shared with me, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So you don't have to do all this in one go. Baby steps, everyone.
0: Mm. <laughs> Baby steps, everyone. Beautiful. And this is the connection to our soul that really is, it's got all the wisdom we need. It's got the knowingness. And I love how you're helping people do that, Debbie Anderson. Thank you, thank you, thank you you for this quantum conversation. Now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. But before we do, I want to point you one more time in the direction of Debbie's special offer. It is available on this webpage at AcousticHealth.com or the quick link, bit.ly slash Debbie special. So here we go. Let's have a little fun and a little perk as we integrate the great wisdom that was imparted today. I honor you and I thank you for your light.